0: Yeah. So a notary, the actual terminology is, well, a definition is a notary is an impartial witness, which really means, let's say that you're buying or selling a house. It doesn't matter which one you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're going to need a notary to sign off on those paperwork. And that's just saying that Armand is who he says he is. He's not trying to, uh, this is true certified information that we're bringing forth, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really what a notary does. They really sign off on paperwork showing that this person is exactly who they say they are, and this document is as true as it's going to get. So that's what a notary is.
1: Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy back again with another episode of Big Boss Talk, the podcast. Listen, we got another amazing guest. Um, This guest came by recommendation. Super. uh, The recommendation was actually Trevor. His uh, episode just dropped last week. So if you haven't watched, please go drop uh, listen and watch Trevor's episode. He had a lot of great gems. And obviously, people like that hang with great people as well so i'm glad he was able to recommend another great guest and i know we're gonna get into some some good stuff just about what she does on a day-to-day basis and kind of give you guys the information that you need so if you ever want to step in this lane you have a little bit of foundation to you know to go off of and so let me introduce my guest right so i got jasmine b campbell age 27 career job she's a paralegal and mobile notary Loan Signing Agent. College degree, she has a BA in Communication and minor in theater from the College of Charleston. Paralegal certification from the University of South Carolina. Um, And she's been doing this for five years this month. So shout out to you reaching five years, half a decade. Um, Jasmine, say what's up to the podcast.
0: Listen, hello everyone. I am so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful my friend, that's my best friend Trevor, um, For even welcoming me on this podcast. Um, and I mean, it's only right, because I don't know if you knew, but they call me the boss, too. Ooh, they call me J.C. the boss. They call so- you the boss. Okay. <laughs> so, I feel like it's only fitting that two bosses come together and do boss-like things, you know? Exactly. So, I'm so happy and blessed to be here. <laughs>
1: awesome. Awesome. Man, listen, it's crazy, because I was going through, I always do try to do a little bit of research. And the research is just going through people's Instagram, trying to figure out, you know, some of the things they like to do. Um, and I saw Trevor was like, you know, bosses gonna always keep moving. It was something like that. So it was like, I I, I see it now um, and I love it. I'm glad we got, uh, you know, two bosses on here. And like you said, we're doing some boss things and just trying to share the wealth and knowledge uh, of what we have learned along, you know, our journey. So uh, it wouldn't be Big Boss Talk if we didn't do our two truths and a lie. So, Jazz, I hope you got three good statements. Let's hear them. I do. All right, great. So number one is
0: I studied abroad in Japan. Um, number two is my hometown has one streetlight. And number three is I'm currently in swim class.
1: Oh, my God. What? Okay, hold on. One, one was you studied abroad in Japan? Yep. Okay, number two is your hometown that has one streetlight? Yep. That's impossible. Three is you are taking swim lessons. You're in swim class yep. right now, swim lessons. Yep okay cool 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 you know they always say black people can't swim so you might be learning how to swim right know. now i don't know i don't know i don't know you know myself i'm a junior lifeguard so uh not, i'm just joking <laughs> that was at, like not that, that happened at like 10 years old so my certification is expired <laughs> oh wow okay, <laughs> okay so then we got um dang, dang, your hometown one street like that's crazy what I mean, I've been through some small towns, but come on, one street light? Uh, and then you studied abroad in Japan. I can believe that. Um, studying abroad uh, is something amazing. Not a lot of people get to do it. Um, I don't think you would te- I don't think you would lie about that. That's a weird lie to really think about. So I think that's true. Um, and then we talk about it's between the street light and swim class. I think the street light is a lie because I've never seen a city with one street light. But... Swim lessons is the lie.
0: Okay. Is that your
1: final answer? <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, no, no. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to say the.
0: Oh, now you want to change. Okay. we about to see.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say the uh, swim lessons is the lie. It's the lie.
0: Okay. All right. Final answer. This, this is the I answer. Mean, the buzzer has been hit. Go
1: Final answer.
0: Alright, cool. The lie was I studied abroad in
1: Japan. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> so funny story. I did study abroad, but it was not in Japan. I knew it. Had you will never been... guess. You will. You still will never guess where I, I studied it. abroad. And I studied abroad and... in Czech Republic, Slovakia, and Hungary. What? Yeah. <laughs> Man, how was that? That was amazing. I was there for about a month and a half. That was beautiful. That was actually my first time getting on a flight on okay. an actual plane. Yeah, and that was about I think four or five years ago now. So yeah. that was amazing. I loved every second of that. But yeah, that was a lie. I did not study abroad in Japan. My hometown does indeed. Where have you stay? Who are you flight. from? I'm from Saint Stephen, South Carolina. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you. But if you would sworn-
0: thought that about forty five minutes. South from Charleston, well, East from Charleston, I guess.
1: Yes.
0: So, okay. Well, North. I get who knows, child. It's I, forty-five ge- minutes away listen, from Charleston. I'm
1: geographically okay? <laughs> challenged, so you're talking to the wrong person. I don't know, but. <laughs> yeah. that, and I
0: am good. currently in swim classes. Yes. How was that
1: going? How was how swim? It's
0: play. going great. Um, I'm taking it at the Y. Actually, I suggest everybody to if you do not know how to swim, like you said, black people don't know how to swim. They did not teach us how to swim. All right. So if you ever need to get lessons, I highly recommend going to the YMTA in your area. Um, the one in my area is amazing. Um, It's pretty much one-on-one. There's no more than 10 people in the class. It could be as little as one to 10. I love it. Um, I'm actually learning how
1: to kick my legs and start to use my arms a little bit. So yeah. it's going really well. That's good. That's good. I'm going to have to send the wife up to the YMCA because I tried to teach her. It was a not a good experience. It never she works said, that way. She said I'm a bad teacher, so I'm going to just leave it at that. and uh, Please. <laughs> and, and, and so we're going to have to send it to the Y. We're going to have to get a, some professional help. So I'm glad yes. you talked about the YMCA because now I'm going to have to go sign her up. And we're going to be like, look, let's go learn how to swim. Uh, Hello. Hello. Cool, Hello. cool, cool. That's what's up. I can't believe you got me with that lie. I was totally off the grid. Okay.
0: And I mean, you was like, uh, but I'm you, like would you would lie about it." Mean, abroad would be a
1: weird lie. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. I
0: did study abroad, but not in Japan.
1: Okay. No worries. It's all right. All right. Well, I got I got three small questions, right? Three small questions um, that I just you know felt like the viewers would want to know, or just kind of just pique your interest on how you got started. So I saw that you you know low key a gym rat, right? I don't know if that's still I don't know if that's still going on, right?
0: Uh, <laughs> you know we'll talk
1: about it, right? But I we'll did talk about it. We'll talk. You know, we'll talk. But I did see that you were you know previously or, or currently whatever the case may be you were actively in the gym for a very you know for a very long time uh what started your fitness journey what kind of got you into the gym and you know if you stop you know when are we getting back on it
0: Yeah. So originally I got started with the gym um, with my mom and my sister, just because honestly, I was tired of looking at myself in the mirror and being like, oh, my gosh, I want to fix this. Or, oh, I really wish I can get a flat belly or whatever the case may be. I got tired of saying that. So I got in the gym. Of course, that didn't last long. You know how (laughs) everybody at the the beginning of the year is like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go to the gym this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it lasted (laughs) for a couple of months. Did not work out, so I went back again. I tried it again. Okay. Um, That that time I was going to the gym at six thirty every morning. Mm. Uh, that's uh, mm. I just couldn't. It's I couldn't keep that up either. Um, so I stopped. Then I joined again this past January. I started a program called E Two M, which is Elevate to Motivate. I believe is what it's um called. Yeah. And that's a great program. I do not knock it. I love it. Again, I was not consistent. You got to get that discipline. You know, yeah. it's always about that discipline. Discipline, thing. yeah. It's that mental, that mental mindset that you got to pass. Yep. Um. So I started it and fell off. But as of recently, literally last week, I just purchased for the umpteen time, another meal plan. And I'm actually starting on Monday. That's so awesome. today is currently, what's today's date? August 5th. If y'all, if I'm not still in the gym by October 5th, y'all call me on my bluff
1: because... I'm going to call you. We're going to call you. We're going to hold Wait. you accountable. Please. We so I'm back time. in it. and That's dope. Yeah. I mean, listen, as long as you not stop, you know, you, you didn't stop trying. You know what I mean? Like, right. I can understand, like, quitting and then never going back. But you quit and like, ah, I got to get back right. You know, something right. is pulling you to get back into the gym again. I don't know if it's just mentally you were off or just maybe you just felt right. bad and you just like, I got to get back. Um, I think when right. we was, I was actually talking to Trevor, I was like, man, when's the last time you ever really been disciplined? You know what I mean? And, and, uh. I actually, um, shout out to my cousin Tay, he was telling me he does ISI in uh, Rock Hill. It's like some okay. little gym he goes to, and he, he's he been doing it and lost a lot of weight, got skinny. I was like, bro, what you doing? He was like, man, I just go to the gym, and I'm going every day, and then I double wow. up on Wednesday. So I'm like, I need to find something like that. There's no ISI, uh, ISI in Texas, but he sent me uh, this place called Rock Box. So I actually been doing Rockbox for three months. I've been, okay. going, I've been going every single day, Monday through Friday. Okay. I, I, we haven't missed a day unless it was for uh, vacation. All um, right. And then... And what
0: did you do on said vacation? Did you stick to your plan?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, we had oh, te- tequila that's every good. day. Food, you know.
0: Tequila is actually the healthiest alcohol. So it is. You can
1: actually drink that. On, you can drink it on keto. Like it's one Damn. of the one alcohols you can drink. So we did a lot of tequila, uh, a lot of uh, pina coladas, food. Mm. You know, I, I had to enjoy myself. Like staying yeah. in the gym, you know, we had to splurge. A you got to reward
0: yourself because you win. Yeah. You
1: yeah. know, you win. Exactly. So we, I'm, I'm trying to motivate. Every, you know, not motivate, but just try to. Show people like discipline, discipline, and we already know it's discipline. Like it's just going every day, being consistent, but it's just like when we gonna really do it. You know what I mean? So when do you
0: get tired of saying I want to do something and just do it?
1: Yeah, you know that's what's up. Okay, next question: Are we still trading?
0: I am currently trading, but I am trading by myself. I am no longer associated with the company. um And that's just my own personal reasons. That company was a great company, a beautiful company that really helped me learn the skills of trading. But as of right now, I am independently trading myself. And honestly, I, I can only trade when I have time because exactly. I, these last few months has been. It's been rough. It, it's been rough. So. When I actively put my mind to trade, then it's it's all
1: up. But listen, yeah, I, yeah. I I asked that question because it is a safe safe space here. Um I yeah. actually traded myself. Um the company that you're talking about, I am obviously. Yeah. You know, that's kind of yeah. like if if I would give anybody like a starter program, like to really want to learn, like that would be the go to. Um Absolutely. obviously a lot of people, you know, go through it, stick with it, or some people drop off due to personal yeah. reasons. Like I never I'm never the one to say, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's personal, right? right? I, I can't tell anybody what to do and how to do it, but I, I did learn how to do it on my own, stepped away and just, you know, for a long time, you know, during the pandemic, that's kind of when it all kind of just jumped off. Right. Yep. Um, I was doing very well, uh, yes. it's still doing good. And it's just the time piece, right? You talk about just having the time to really sit down and view, calculate your steps and really analyze the, the charts. It, it does take some time, um, but right. I wanted to ask and see if you were still trading because I always, you know, when people trade, I, 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 I'm not the person that's on Twitter like, you know, you, you see the tweets like, I oh, see, I they're see, out I, don't there. See, I don't see them forex people talking no more. Like, what right. happened? I they quiet. I was, they, they not making no money. Oh, I've seen it
0: all. Yeah. I've heard it all. I've been told it all. Yeah. It's- and I,
1: I, you know, I'm not even. I can't even get mad at them because a lot of times yeah. it, you know, they speak from a place of just maybe not knowing. You know what I mean? Like not right. knowing or not understanding. It. So uh, right, it or won- getting
0: the wrong mentorship
1: because a lot of
0: people from that organization just simply did not have the guidance.
1: That too. Like
0: if you really didn't have the guidance to actually be successful in that, then you were a lost cause from the jump. Yeah, so.
1: Exactly, and you can have that leave with that bad taste and never want to, you know, right. come back again. So I understand, but I had to ask that question. Um, yeah what's something that you live by like what's a mantra that you live by something that you know even in through through rough times rough paths, you like nah this is this is my motto this is the game plan
0: yeah um the one thing i do love to say is choose happiness Mm. and shout out to my my girl peyton she's in med school so shout out to my girl um you really gotta happiness is a choice you Mm. know and a lot of times we're so down on ourselves things happen in our lives We get too busy, we get overwhelmed. I know me, I'm one person that's easily overwhelmed when it comes to a lot of things being on my plate. But at the end of the day, I have to choose happiness. If I can't have nothing else in this life, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to do the things that's making me happy. I'm going to engage with the people that's making me happy. I'm going to be in the activity life to make me happy. So um if i can take anything to the grave it's going to be that i lived this life and i lived it happily you know so choose
1: happiness that's what's up what got you to that that point though like as far as like choosing like it's it's one thing to say it but then it's another thing to live it like how do you in your day-to-day you know choose to be happy like is it a conscious decision of like i i know this may not bring me joy so i'm gonna stay away from this um like you choose to mess with certain people like you know what what is it that kind of helps you stay in that mantra of like i'ma choose happiness
0: and you know what's funny trading actually helped me with this because the one thing that the organization did do outside of trading was personal development Mm. and the thing that i actively tell myself when i do feel down when i do feel sad when i do feel like i'm about to get in a slump i literally try to face every negative comment with a positive one. So anytime a negative thought goes to my mind, I immediately try to follow up with the positive. Now that doesn't work all the time, but for the majority of the time, it's like, bet, let me get back to it. And then if not, then I'll just call my friends. They'll go ahead and pour into me the the water that I didn't have, they'll go ahead and make make sure that I do have it moving forward. Um, But that's the one thing that trading did teach me. It taught me that you literally have to fight every negative um, thought. With the positive one, or you're always gonna go down that negative thought. Cause you gotta think, negative thoughts are way heavier than positive. Most it's so definitely. much easier to just smile uh, frown than to smile. You Most know what definitely. I'm saying? It takes so many more muscles to frown than to smile. Yeah. So you really have to actively fight that in order to be happy. So um it's funny enough, it was trading.
1: I love it. I love it. There's always a duality in everything we do in life. I was like, I just talked to a guy yesterday, he was speaking on duality. And I was just like, you know, there's always two sides to everything, you know, good, bad, um, you know, situations. There's always two sides. Like there's anything you look at in life, there's two sides. And it's just like, what side do you choose to look at? Right. You can choose to look at both sides and then, you know, what's hurting you the most? You know, you talk about choose happiness. Like that's a side of life where you need to choose because it's more it's harder to choose it, but you feel a lot better on that side versus on the negative and and being down. So that's what's up, man. We appreciate you, Jazz. Thank you for answering those couple of questions. Yes, Um, of course. And then we'll get right into it. So starting from the beginning, I always ask this. What did you want to be growing up?
0: Okay, sure. Yes. So originally, I, of course, all of us want to go to school, be a doctor, lawyer, whatever. Um, But I graduated school wanting to be an actress, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to, but you really don't need a, a freaking degree to actually act, because you gotta think of the people who act today, they don't have a degree. So I changed my degree to journalism, right? Um, I took an internship in DC after I graduated, spent the entire summer in DC, loved every second of it. I was just positive that, oh my gosh, I'm never coming back to South Carolina. I'm gonna get a job up here and toodles to y'all. I'll (laughs) see y'all when I see y'all. Did not work out that way at all. Um, So I came back to South Carolina, could not find a job in journalism. And I was thinking about every possible reason as to why I was getting it. I was thinking maybe it was my hair because I had curly long hair at the time. Yeah. And, you know, naturals in that industry, you really don't see those too often. Right. I was thinking maybe it's because I'm a black girl. Maybe it's because I have an accent a little bit. Right, It was all these things that I was thinking of. Um, And then at the time, the political climate was so bad, I was like, I don't even know if I want to put myself... In that space to even be harmed because a lot of journalists were actually getting harmed during that time frame, yep. so I was like, Scratch that, let me just try to figure something else out. So at the time, I was working at Verizon. Um, no, and my, you work at Verizon, yes, the call center. Wait a minute, what you know about it? I still
1: work there. I'm what? A, but I'm a, I'm an account. I'm a I went from retail to account manager now. So I I, I uh, I'm an account manager for all of Houston. So work with businesses. Wow. But that's crazy um, though that you said that.
0: <laughs> it's the reason duality.
1: Duality. No reason. Wow,
0: that's actually crazy. Um, but yeah, I was working at Verizon part time. Yep. Um, and my cousin from church, she was like. Hey, this law firm is hiring, which I always knew him. He's famous in the community. He was like, he's hiring if you want to, you know, just take a a job. I was like, okay, sure. Let's see what it's about. I literally sat in the seat. He talked to me for a couple of minutes and he was like, yeah, so when can you get started? I was like, um, I guess tomorrow, sure. (laughs) And then from there, everything jumped off. That was August of 2017. Okay. And I've been working in the law field
1: ever since. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So I always, so, I, so that was, that's a crazy story, right? So you've been all over the place. I want to kind of break it yeah. down. So we talk about the reason why, you know, I want to ask, I always ask, what did you want to be? Because I think it's always important for people to understand that you'll never, you probably will never stick with the same idea you know, throughout your lifetime. Right. And it's okay to change. Like some people think that it's, you know, because they're all over the place that that's bad. You know, it's not really bad. You just haven't figured out what, what it is that you really want to do. And it's okay to dibble and dabble into a little bit of everything. So I think it's cool that you said you wanted to be an actress at first, but then you didn't want to utilize your degree be to be an actress because you knew that there's actors that don't have degrees. So like if I still wanted to act, I can still get in that, you know, without having a degree. So the paperwork behind your name is it was like, okay, if I don't have acting, then where does that paperwork come from? So and then journalism, you like journalism. I always thought I could be on ESPN. So like I went to school for broadcast okay. journalism. Um had a little yeah. minor in business. But it's just like I saw the for me, it was the pay. I was just like, I ain't, you know, I ain't come from where I come from to go back to where I come from as far as like being able to support myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to get this narrow and, uh, and that was my thing. And so for you, it was kind of crazy because it, you know, it was more or less, you know, obviously you couldn't find a job and then you started second guessing yourself. Like why, why is it that as black people, we second guess the one of the first things that we second guess, is it our hair or is it because we're black? Yeah. Why do you think that is? Man,
0: um, I can't say I don't know because I do. It's about the lack of representation, honestly. Um, Mm. Growing up, the black journalists that I saw had straight hair or they wore wigs or they wore weeds, whatever the case may be. At the time, I wasn't wearing wigs. I wasn't wearing wigs. I liked to wear my box braids all the way down to my my, my cheeks. You know, I I used to like to do that and you didn't see that on the news and it's funny because i was just watching a news segment maybe a couple of days ago and i remember seeing the young lady in her hair being out it was beautiful natural and i was like dang so you mean to tell me if i had just stuck it out i could have been that yeah but i was like oh, it's cool But it's really because of a lack of representation because you really don't see us in those spaces, you know?
1: Right. Especially that natural self. Like, I almost thought, like, the position that I applied for within the company, um, you know, I had probably applied. I I think I told the story before, but I applied, like, seven times before I actually got it. You know what I mean? Wow. And, And that was just me based off, you know, wanting to get out of, you know, retail, especially, you know, after the pandemic. Like, retail got crazy, you know, people coming in, attitudes. And I was just kind of fed up. I was like, I'm not... I don't want to deal with that type of negativity every day because i love people like i would have stayed in the retail setting but people were just changing um in front of us so i was like what you know what can i do and it was like business right so getting B 2 b2b but you don't see a lot of people come from the retail i mean the position that i was at you don't see a lot of people going from that to where i'm at now so for right. one, I had that against me. Number two, they, you know, you know, they told me in the interview like experience, right? And then, but after I, after you go through like five, six interviews, it's like okay, you know, and what what I mean? What is it? And then nobody nobody busy, can tell right? you. Nobody it's can something. tell you. You know, you get the generic. Oh, we loved your energy. <laughs> you did great. Like we just want somebody no, you with didn't. more experience. No you, <laughs> did. Right. no, you did. I don't believe you, bro. Like so, I was just like, what is going on? And then. I. I, I was just starting to grow dreads at the time, so I'm like, that gotta be it, like, the dreads. I'm feeling subconscious, like, you know, I ain't got the clean cut no more, so I'm just like, ah. But, you know, I ended up getting it, but it's crazy, a black, a black supervisor hired me. Everybody else, wow. everybody else passed me up, though. Well, you, let me ask,
0: I was about to ask you that. Do you think that's because
1: it was a black supervisor exa- that you were hired? Exactly, that's, the, and, and wow. I really, I really believe, like, if it wasn't for the sister, like, I probably still would have been, you know, trying to. You know what's funny? I actually was. Well, no.
0: the The black lady was the HR. I was about to say I was actually hired by Verizon. I, I love Verizon. Don't don't play. Great um, people. I was actually hired by a black one, but I wasn't. I was hired by a white man, but it was a black HR that kind of pushed. And she was a sore. Shout out to Alpha Cap Alpha Sorority. Um, that pushed me in the door. So yeah, that I mean. It is what it is. When you have us on the other side, they're going to all, well, I'm not going to say they always, but for the most part, they're going to look out for you. They're going to make
1: sure that you're taken care of. They're going to make sure that your voice is heard. But doesn't that suck, though? Like, you should be able to be having to get a job just off your qualifications alone or instead of them trying to hit a a tick mark. Oh, we we got our black people, so we good. You know what I mean? Like, but it is what it is, right? So, you know, we, journalism, obviously, didn't necessarily pan out. Um, for you, but, you know, we'll get into that later. I do want to talk about how, how did you go about choosing College of Charleston? Um, obviously, you 45 minutes from Charleston, so I can see, you know, native, close by. But did you have anybody, any other schools that you were looking at, anything like that? Like, Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, College of Charleston was my choice because, like you said, it was close to home. I wanted to be far away from home, but close enough to where I can still see my parents if I wanted to see them or if they wanted to come see me. Um, And one of the biggest benefits that I had going right downtown was my mom and dad would always bring me something to eat. Oh, oh. gosh. When the calf wasn't hitting, <laughs> when, when it just wasn't, I didn't have no money. <laughs> my mom and daddy would bring me something to eat. So that worked oh. out in my favor. Um, College of Charleston and USC, which is the University of South Carolina, those were my top two schools. The reason that I didn't university of south carolina and i actually was was my number one school until i graduated from high school the reason i did not go is because the day that we had our college tour Mm. it rained and we were on a tour bus kind of like the you know kind of the tour bus or you know what i'm talking about we were on that bus and we would have needed to walk from point a all the way to point b and point b was far (laughs) so i was like if I got to do this on a day-to-day basis, I'm not going to make it, you know? <laughs> So, that kind of turned me off. And I, I, I'm a, so, like, I really do believe in science. I believe that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So, I believe that day it rained because I wasn't supposed to be there. It wasn't in my nature. I mean, it wasn't in my destiny. Now, I did end up going back yeah. um, for my paralegal um, certification. But I wasn't meant to be there for undergrad. So, and actually, funny enough, I considered transferring to USC after my freshman year of college because I, I just I couldn't find my place in CFC yet. Yeah, it was a little bit of us and a whole lot of them. Um, and yeah. I, I was trying to find my niche, but me and my roommate—shout out to Kyra, shout out to Pei. They was like, let's stick it out. We're going to try, you know, we're going to see
1: what we can make shake. Yeah. Yeah. It through. Man, that's dope, man. So, I mean, uh, what would, what, I guess, what would you say would be one of your top experiences um, in, you know, at College of Charleston? Um, and then also, would you, do you ever feel like you should have maybe chosen like an HBCU or anything like that? Like, do you ever have any type of like those type of regrets? Because I know I do. But it's yeah. only because of the type of school that I went to. And so, you know, for one, tell me your top experience, why you were there. And then number two, do you ever have that, like, regret that, you know, maybe I should have went to an HBCU? Yeah. So
0: number one, um, my top experience was definitely joining my sorority. Okay. Um, because those, that was, that created lifelong friends for me. Yeah. Um, and that really opened doors to other opportunities. Um, I was able to. And get this internship um, at, with a marketing firm when I was in college. Now, right now I'm marketing for my business, but um, at the time, I never realized how significant it would be. Um, so I would definitely say that was the top thing um, because I still talk to um, those girls today. Um, and then do I ever regret or ever consider going to HBCU? Yes. And I ever, I mean, I always said if I was to go back to college, I would go to an HBCU. And that's just so I can experience something different. Um, black CFC is what we like to call it. We made it what it was. So sure. I still felt like I had an experience of my identity being black at a CWI. Yep. Um, but I do feel like I would have had a lot more doors open. I do feel like I would have kind of been. Push in some doors. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I would have gotten more experience, or even though a lot of lingo. I remember graduating and talking to my friends. that Actually, do go to HBCUs, and I was like, I don't know what you are talking about. Like, <laughs> I, I have, I've never in my life heard of that. Like, why <laughs> she thing? That was the thing. That
1: I'm, the... I'm whitewashed. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: understand what you're what you're talking about. Can you can you further elaborate to me? Um, but. I do. I don't necessarily regret it, but like, I definitely feel like if I was to go back to college, HBCU would definitely be my top contender.
1: Man, that's what's up. That's what's up. I have a lot of HBCU uh, students that I, I sat down with and like, like I always say, the pride that they have, um, the experiences that they talk about. It was like, if I could redo yeah. it, I would. I would. That's the type of vibe I would be in. Now, I will say, yeah. would, I, would, I, would I be... Everything happens for a reason. So would I be the person that I am today if I would have went? Maybe, maybe so. You know what I'm saying? I I don't know what, if I would have been able to handle myself, like what I got, you know, what I gotten into too much trouble. Would I, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I, uh, you know, I respect and I, and, I love the journey that you know I went across. The only thing is, is if I could try to get that experience, I would definitely uh, want to get that experience. So that's the only thing I would say, um, which is yeah. dope, cool. So obviously we um, went to college. Um, did we have a? Did we have a job right after college? I'm not sure. Did you? Did you mention that? Like, what was I? Doing? Oh yes. So
0: after college, I was still working at Verizon. So okay. I actually got my job at Verizon while I was at college because. Perfect supervisor came to a college fair, um, a job fair at the college. Okay. So I was working at Verizon, um, and, and I started working at Verizon and the law firm together. So I had two jobs. I was two, two jobs shorty for a while,
1: That's what's
0: up. Um, up until the Verizon Austin, in Boston, South Carolina, it closed down um, in 2019. And I felt like that was my sign. Again, uh, I believe in science. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was my sign to jump, to take a leap of faith And actually leave the state. I've always wanted to live in Charlotte, North Carolina. So at that time, I figured that was the best opportunity to do so. So as soon as Verizon closed down, I I hitchhiked. Well, not hitchhiked, of course. But I I skipped right up to Charlotte. um, And I loved it there. And I stayed there um, for a good two, three years um, before I transitioned back here. Which is not permanent down here. But I definitely plan on going back to Charlotte. Um, And Charlotte was when the pandemic hit. So I really couldn't move back
1: had two jobs coming out of college. Right. Um, that's really good. You know, I talk to some people that they struggle with trying to find a job right after college. So that's a, a weird point in their life, a weird time, um, along your journey, you know, as far as like, you know, working for Verizon, then obviously working for the law firm, um, you know, were there any hiccups, any type of hard time? Was there any time where you might've felt like, ah, I just want to quit. You know what I mean? Like when did that like what are some of those situations that made you feel that way and then how did you overcome those because i don't want people to sit on here and think that everything's a breeze like you know you know having a plan mapping it out like you're gonna be throwing some curveballs you're gonna get thrown some wrenches and you know you really it's really about just keeping you aware that they coming and as long as you're aware that they coming you can kind of navigate in it and it won't hit you as hard right um and so what are some of those situations for you you know during your journey um that wow. popped up?
0: definitely had some hiccups um i would say the biggest thing is that i did quit i did quit my job um so when i left here um and went to charlotte i got a job working as a social security case manager at another law firm mm-hmm. and i loved that for a bit but then i kind of felt like not necessarily that it was me against the the other staff, mm-hmm. but it was more so of the attorney at the time. I don't she she was not us. Let's say not that. It. I don't feel like she had our best interest at heart. And I, I honestly didn't like the way that she was treating my co-worker because I'm the type of person I am a perfectionist. I do like things to be perfect and my T's crossed and my I's dotted. I yeah. do like that. But I don't feel the need to put myself up against anybody else. I don't want to ever be compared to anybody else. I don't want anybody to ever look at me and say, oh, you see what she's doing? You need to do like her. I hate that because uh... that's automatically going to give that person up to to hate me or to dislike me or to feel like, oh, hey, I can't even stand beside her. And that wasn't her case. Me and her were actually friends. We were cool. But the attorney, I don't feel like she liked that. And during that time, I started trading. I was with that organization. um, And I was getting pretty up there when it comes to being a leader in that organization. So I up and quit. I left the job. Um, It's funny because I literally sent my resignation (laughs) letter the day that I quit. I remember sitting in my bed crying after I sent that letter. I said, listen, effective today, I'm no longer working here. They immediately shut off my internet. They immediately shut off my access. Nothing. So, during that time, I started back trading, blah, blah, blah. It was going great. Yeah. Until it wasn't. (laughs) Right. Until it wasn't because I was putting so much into my team, into my team members, into the people that I was being a leader for, that I wasn't pouring into myself. Got it. Um, so it really hit some hard times for me. It, mm-hmm. it really did. And a lot of people don't know that. And they're going to know that now because they watch this podcast.
1: For sure.
0: Um, but I, I really was struggling. Like, I, I never put out a front to say, like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing so great. Or I never told anybody, that, oh, my gosh, I'm terrible. Like, I'm down back. Right. I never wanted to put that front because, again, I have a team that's looking at me. If they you see can't, me not You
1: can't be weak.
0: You can't be weak. You, can't you, know, you, you don't have the opportunity to struggle in spaces like that. Yeah. So, it was times where I was like I don't know if I can go on. And then what really put the icing on the cake is I got COVID. Got COVID in 2020. Um, no, 2020. And it was more mental than I'll tell you that. Mm. If anybody says about COVID, COVID is it, it is very difficult to get through. I was living at my, I mean by myself at the time. And I was just like, if I die right here, right now, who's gonna come get me? How is anybody gonna come and see me? How is my mom and dad gonna be able to get in this house, to get in this apartment and get my my lifeless body because I don't know how I can go on? Ooh. And that was just that was sick. Yeah. I I mean that was dramatic, probably, but that was the thought process. Not at, not, at
1: that, not at that climate when we know people was dying from it. So I mean people and... were
0: dying I don't think people really understood. Like if you got COVID... You were really in the mindset of people. I could dying go, from, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I can die right now. And my thought process was, I live alone. If I die, there's nobody else that has the key to this apartment. How long is it going to take for them to come find me? Right. How long is it going to take for them to come looking for me? You know. Ooh, ooh. Um, so I was down bad, man. I was, I was sad. I was hurt. Um, after I got off from COVID, after I got better, um, things started to look back up. Um, but my organization had fell, um fell because I had kind of let myself down. So right. I wasn't, again, pouring into them. So, of course, they kind yep. of just go away. Yeah. Um, so that's when I realized, listen, either you're going to get up and do something about it or you're going to just sit here and, and wallow in your own field. Um, and I decided to get up and do something about it. I went back to what I knew best, which was the law field. Then I took off with that and started my own business, being a mobile notary, yep. started to do that. And everything else has been looking up ever since. So. It's gonna be times that you feel like you wanna quit. It's gonna be times where you feel like I cannot go any further. Mm -hmm. But you gotta again choose happiness. You gotta pick yourself up and go on about your business and do what you were called here to do.
1: Man, you you hit on some gems. Like it's easier said than done, of course. But we all have that ability to be able to overcome it. Like, I don't care who you are. What you look like, what color you are—you, you—everyone has the ability to, you know, be in a sunken place, hit rock bottom, and climb back up. You know what I'm saying? That's the American way. The, you know, to be honest, like I—and and for us, that's all we know. You know what I'm saying? Like being struggle, right, struggle, you know, trouble. Being, trouble a lot you, know being, you know what I'm saying? Being stripped from your home and and and, and really having to create your own culture again, and then you know, fight battles to get in places that you not even you know accepted in, and just. You know, fighting for basic human rights you know what I mean like it's it you know we are accustomed to that lifestyle um and i know that we can do it you know no matter who you are but you know i i, I do believe you speak on something you know pretty heavy as far as like not you know not wanting to put that image of like oh you know i'm doing this or oh, i'm doing bad right now i and i think you probably did the best thing you know what I'm saying like having that balance because you know, you, you, you if you would have been like, oh, I'm doing so great, da-da-da-da, which, you know, in the organization, you can see that. You know, you can see people floss and stunt. Yep. And everybody's just waiting on the fall. And then once the fall yes. comes, now they, you know, they put you they six you. feet they under. You yep. know what I mean? they on your neck. So it's like once you fall, you can't come back. And then that's more additive pressure on yourself. Um, right. And then you also don't want to, you know, Show the lows because then it could scare people from really even taking a chance And I think most people don't realize like my journey is not yours You know what I mean? Like you can't judge your success based off me just because I didn't make it pop doesn't mean you can't make it pop You know what I mean? So It's almost like if you were to you know, everybody that started a business like there's so many fast food restaurants Just you may not be McDonald's but that doesn't mean there's not a space for you to you know find your success You know what I mean? Like there's a niche for you, um, and so I get it. It, it. You know, I totally get it. I understand um, because I I've been to the place where you know the team is doing great. You, you know, you got people going in, everybody's feeling good. Da da da, da. A bad week happened. All momentum is this is it. You know what it's I mean? And then it's gone. Just like, it's gone. So it's just like oh listen. I, I I understand. Um, and I really think being in situations like that teach you. Um, you know, I think it just teaches you ownership. Like you you started to own your own business. Let's just say you take it and start to get employees or, or whatever the case may have you, you now have that experience of how to keep people engaged, keep people involved. And then I'm pretty sure there's probably things where you would probably want to duplicate yourself a lot quicker. So that way if you had to step away, there's another piece body, somebody there that can be say they're the next jazz. And they can keep the train going. Like those are the things you learn in situations like that. So you know you may have it may have not you you may have not have gotten to the BT spot. You know what I mean? But you took a you you learn how to in the next process or in the next um, vehicle to be able to do that and duplicate yourself. So I, I mean we 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 here. You know what I'm saying? If if ain't nobody else here, we here. So I get you. You know what I mean? I got you. All right, cool. Now talk to me um, about notary, right? So being a notary, uh, what, is, what is that? You, you know, just give me some kindergarten knowledge. Like just say, I don't know anything. Explain to me what you do.
0: Yeah. So a notary, the actual terminology is, well, a definition is a notary is an impartial witness, which really means Let's say that you're buying or selling a house. It doesn't matter which one you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're going to need a notary to sign off on those paperwork. And that's just saying that Armand is who he says he is. He's not trying to... uh, This is true certified information that we're bringing forth, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really what a notary does. They really sign off on paperwork showing that this person is exactly who they say they are. And this document is as true as it's going to get. Um, So that's what a notary is. Um, Really sign... paper honestly like that's that's the really the basics of it like it. any paper that says notary public of south carolina i can sign on and i get paid for it and it's a really great job um well great business um because you really wouldn't think it would be something like i'm literally getting paid to watch somebody sign your name it's your name you show me your id mm-hmm. you sign your and then we go on about our day It's literally lasts no more than five ten minutes at math, it might last an
1: hour if it's like a loan planning that we have to so, do. But uh, it's easy. What's the process? Like, I mean, or, or like what like what's the process of becoming a notary? And then why would you know if why do people choose you? Like, oh I'm a yeah. let me talk to Jazz. And I, I know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out like how do you you know, cause you are making this a business and it's taking off for uh-huh. you. You know, everything's starting to look upwards. But what sets you apart from any any other person, you know what I'm saying, any other notary? So first, let me get, how did you, you know, what's the qualifications of being a notary? And then number two, like, why why do people come to you?
0: Yeah. So the first qualification is you have to get your um, commission in the state that you live in. So me, I live in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I had to get my commission from the Secretary of State. Um, That varies in price Um, depending on what state you are in. Um, And that varies on the process. Some people have to take a test. All I had to do was apply. Um, I apply, they sent me my commission, and boom, I'm a notary public. That's it. They don't give you any training. They don't do anything else. They just say, hey, you're a notary public. Boom. So as of last year, I started to look more into it. Um, And you can actually take it a step further being a loan signing agent, which means that you can sign on pretty much any real estate transaction. So any refinances, any mortgages, um, any reverse mortgages, um, anything that you can think of dealing with real estate, a notary would be needed. So you would have the loan signing agent come in. They will go over the documents with you. You would sign it and you were go on about your day either purchasing, selling that house, whatever the case may be. Um, now, why do people choose me? It's because I'm dope. Honestly, um, I put my best face forward. I put my word. best foot forward at all times. Um, I make sure that I get the job done right the first time. I'm a type of person that I'm very much a perfectionist. I I overthink a lot when it comes to when I do stuff. It's funny because on the way coming here, on the way getting ready for this podcast, I was like, dang, was I supposed to wear a certain shirt for this podcast? (laughs) I'm overthink (laughs) like that. So I'm a perfectionist when it comes to things. I like things to be done in a certain order. And that's the name of the game when it comes to notary. There are no room for mistakes. You have insurance in case you do make mistakes but i don't have time to even pitch into that All let's right. go ahead and get it right the first time let's go ahead and get this transaction done swiftly and accurately that way you can be happy with you whatever you have to do with the rest of your life let's get it over with let me just do what i need to do let's make you happy you know so that's, that's why people pick me because i'm dope honestly i really don't have nothing else to say
1: about it. <laughs> that's dope so obviously for anybody watching if you ever you know wanted to get in the, into the game of being a note uh A notary, I don't know, a notary, right? So notary, um, you know, being a a perfectionist helps, you know, being somebody that's on top of your P's and Q's helps because of you never want to have to go back. And and honestly, you know, it hurts to admit that you made the mistake um, for one. And then it's people like if you're buying and selling homes, like usually this is on a time crunch. Uh, Buying a home is super important. So, you know, you never want to have to, you know, closing date might have been here, but now it's pushed back due to a mistake that you might have made right um and so i do you know want people to understand like if you get into this business listen to what she's saying and if you don't fit if you know you're not a let me check everything all type of person like perfectionist maybe maybe notary is not for you i mean it sounds easy right sound a little
0: you're absolutely right it does sound easy and the, the logistics of it is easy, but you do have to have an attention to detail. If you're sloppy, if you want to just do things willy-nilly, then mm-hmm. it's probably not work out in your favor.
1: I like it. I like it. And so how do you gain obviously we know you dope, but how do you gain business? Like, are you talking to home? You know, I don't, I don't know who who are you talking to? Are you yeah. are you listed as somebody that all right, I'm working with this housing development company, like they know like if they need if they people need a notary to call you you know what i'm saying are you do you do business like that or is it just like friends and family they know you do you know you're notary and they come to you and say hey i need you to sign this document you know like how are you gaining business and gaining traction
0: Yeah, it's funny because I do all of those things that you just said. Um, So I'm actually contracted through two or three companies right now. I think it's actually three that I just started with. Um, I'm contracted through those companies and what they'll do is they'll reach out to me and say, hey, we have a signing in such and such area. This is the price that we're um, willing to pay. Can you do it? Yes or no? I'll either say yes or no. If I say yes, then I'll travel out to that area in order to get it taken care of. Then of course you also have word of mouth, right? Word of mouth is almost one of the best ways to get things out there. Okay. Um, because people are actually speaking from experience. they dealt with me before, they know me personally, they know how I get things done. right? So um, I'll oftentimes have friends recommend other people to me and say, hey, this person needs a notary. Um, can you go ahead and take care of them um, for me? Um, let them know that I sent you, blah, 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 blah. So family and friends, of course, also help. And then also I have so the term in, um, notary world is when you go direct. So that's when you directly work with the company. So that's when I'm actually reaching out to mortgage officer. That's when I'm actually reaching out to realtors. That's why I'm actually reaching out to title companies in order to work with them. Okay. Um, and that could be anywhere in the state of South Carolina. As long as they're within this state, I can work with them to get things done. So I do all three. I do word of mouth. I do contract it. And then I also market myself.
1: Perfect. And then if you don't mind, hopefully hopefully it's not too personal. But if somebody was to ask you, you know, hey, we need you. What does the range is? Like, what's the range from like, oh, this is the low end, this is the high end of what yeah. somebody can pay you?
0: So it depends. Um, for I-9 forms, I usually start at $20. Um, because that's literally me saying that, hey, you are eligible to work in the United States. It's really easy peasy. Okay. Now, if I have to travel to you, it's going to be more. I'm, I'm going to just let yeah. you know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more. Um, the range for notary is anywhere between 50 to $200 okay. when it comes to signing documents, like loan signing, um, documents. But when it comes to like regular notary work, like affidavits, if you ever have to do an affidavit, mm-hmm. um, or if you have to sign off on a will, then that usually ranges between five to ten dollars, and it's really like five dollars per stamp. Gotcha. So if you have one page that only needs one stamp, that's five dollars.
1: Gotcha. Okay, cool. And then with the, I know you got the business, right? So we got um, Notable LLC. Uh-oh. um yep. And you know, with that being said, st- like, uh, are you trying to? I'm not sure. Are you doing the? Are you doing the business? Your entrepreneurship full time, or are you still working with the law firm? At the same time, like, and then is your goal to do notable LLC just full time? Like, is that a goal? Is that the dream?
0: Yeah. So right now I am currently working at the law firm and I do my business. Um, and thankfully shout out to my law firm. They are so, they are such a blessing. Um, they work with my schedule anytime it comes to me doing a signing because at the end of the day, I can make more in that one signing than I do in a day. Um, so they, they work with me, um, But eventually, do I want to take on Notable LLC full-time? Yes, um, just simply because it would give me more opportunities as far as networking, meeting new people, as far as making more money, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, And then just having my own time, being able to move when I feel like moving, being able to know, okay, bet I got a sign that I have to do at 10, another one at 12, and I'm done by 3 o'clock. I feel that that's true freedom when it comes to life. You know, right now, I'm still kind of punching the clock. I'm still meeting somebody, excuse me, somebody else's um, time expectations, which is great, don't get me wrong, but I would much rather have the freedom to come and go as I please, you know? Yeah. So do I want to take on um, Notable LLC full-time? Eventually, yes. Am I the place to do that as of right now? Absolutely not. (laughs)
1: Okay. Makes sense. We appreciate that. Uh, And I I appreciate you telling us, like, the ranges of of which, you know, things come from because I think that's something that, you know i don't want we i i feel like full transparency is key right so i feel like that's one thing that linkedin does terribly or corporations do terribly like you got the description but how much are we getting paid like hey. you, why you even put me through this interview for, if you know i'm gonna reject this this offer like you're not meeting my qualifications you know what i mean like you got qualification but are you meeting mine right you know? yeah you know what i mean like are you meeting mine and so it's uh hey. you know the full transparent like if I think everybody would love just more transparency. Obviously, more people, if you see the price range, more people would go after the higher-paying jobs. But then that's where you know you hire people to cipher out, you know, good candidates and bad candidates. So you know that's people's job to literally do that. So somebody that's you know know they, at, at, I guess, experience-wise, they they're not at the six-figure mark. Right. Like, okay, listen, you, you you're missing a few steps. So you're not a good qualification. But you know, people right. should just be able to know. Um, and I appreciate you being honest with us and, and letting us know. So believe it or not, Jazz, we are coming up on an hour and it's been so fun. Um, it's been uh-huh. it's been a great conversation. Um, one of my last questions is just what is your what's the ultimate lifestyle? Like what what what's the ultimate dream for you like you know you know what i you know i just I always ask because it's different from everybody yeah. so i just want to know like what's the ultimate lifestyle what do you see yourself in like five to ten years like where you want to be
0: yeah so i in the next five to ten years i want to own a bondemonium. i don't know if you ever heard of that
1: No. Yeah. what is that yeah
0: <laughs> Google it after this. I a will. barn demonium is It looks like a barn, but it's a house. It's beautiful.
1: Okay, I
0: love it. <laughs> I, 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 I want a barn demonium. I want to purchase some land okay. in the countryside. I want to have my husband and maybe a child. Who knows? I don't. I don't, I don't know. Everybody get into with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the kids yet, but. I want to be living on the countryside, back. I want my parents to be completely retired. I want them to be able to travel with me. I want to be able to do the things that I was put on this earth to do. Mm. And I believe that God put everybody on this earth to enjoy the fruits of his labor. So that means to enjoy his beaches. That means to enjoy his mountains. That means to enjoy these trains, these planes, everything that he put in place for us to have. I believe that we're supposed to enjoy those things, indulge in those things. So that's where I see myself in the next five to ten years. Completely retired. Either I'm doing um, notable LLC full-time or by that time I'm teaching courses to where the money is making itself. You know, I don't have to actively go out and make the money. It's it's, it's just accumulating in my bank account for me, you know? So that's honestly where I see myself in the next five to ten years. Um, More than anything, I just, again, I truly just want to be happy. I want to be in a place to where there are no regrets on my life. Everything that I did, I did it with purpose. I did it on purpose. And I did it with pride. And I did it with the goal to get to where I needed to be. So,
1: It's out there in the atmosphere. So, listen, on this day, you know, whenever this episode drops, people are going to watch. And it's just something that you can come back to at the end of this episode and be like, I said that. I did that you know what I'm saying if nobody believed in you guess who believed in you god did, did what DJ Khaled said come <laughs> on so, so you got it so you got it but we wish you nothing but success for you i appreciate you for taking the time to even sit and bless the screen with us um it's been amazing um i learned a lot um just about being a notary uh, a notary is it like notary, notary. but is it yes. but, but what's the word for you specific is that the word like or notary. like yep. notary okay got it so notary yep. so we appreciate notary
0: public notary loan signing agent nsa lsa okay. it's a lot of so whatever it. you feel like saying at the time but the bottom line is a notary yep.
1: okay got it well we appreciate you for letting us in on that um and then also giving us just some of those life lessons that you learned along the way the journey some of the hiccups um, um in ways that you will overcome and we'll always remember to choose happiness at the end of the day if you don't learn anything else uh, from this episode. remember to always choose happiness. Jazz, the only thing I have to ask for you now is just two recommendations or just you know, any recommendations for uh, someone that I should sit down with next. Um, someone that you feel fits the mode of the podcast, somebody that you think is super dope. Um, I, I just need a cup, you know, give me as many as you want, but you know one to two will work.
0: Yeah, so the first one that comes to mind is my friend, Caché Caché Stewart. Okay. Um, she's a celebrity hairstylist out of Atlanta. Mm. Um, she's been doing hair, I believe, for the last 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. She's dope, a very bubbly personality. We'll literally talk to you about any and everything. She's originally from Baltimore, Maryland, so okay. you already know how she coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> but... That's the first person I would recommend. The second person I would recommend is my LS, my sorority sister. Her name is Nia Lewis. Um, She is on Instagram. I believe her name is the solopreneur. Um, She actually started as a hairstylist as well, but she started developing courses. Um, She actually is a professor at the College of Charleston. Um just she's doing a lot of great things and I always feel like when it comes to spaces that she's one person that people need to hear, you know? Yeah. Um so those are the two people I would say, Kashay Stewart and
1: Nia Lewis. No doubt. So what I'll ask is if you could just simulate I- information as far as like if they like to be contacted through Instagram. Uh, email telephone just send me the information and then you just let them know like hey this guy's gonna be reaching out um about the podcast if you want to do it you just say yes no no big deal if they say no but um we appreciate those recommendations um do you know um janelle robinson hannah robinson
0: yes that's my
1: Okay, perfect. We go to t- we went to church together, so I we, we grew, yeah we grew up together. She's been on the podcast too, so she was like one of the first maybe ten people that I actually like sat down really? with. And when you said you was an aka and then you went to college of Charleston, I was just trying to put and we're close in age and everything, so I was just trying to put it together. But yeah, that's my that's my that's my girl, man. We went to. Uh, Went the church Small together, the
0: freaking world. Yeah,
1: so if you if you talk to her, just be like, "Hey, I, I saw your boy," or sat down with your boy Armand. Uh, well, she probably know me as Rashid, but uh, from church. So just let, her, oh, let okay. her know. Let her know you was on Big Boss talk. Uh, yep. And, and let her know I said what's up. But I, I just had to ask because uh, everything kind of yeah. lined up. So that's what's up. Wow.
0: Okay. So you're from Rocky.
1: Oh yeah, from Rock Hill, South Carolina.
0: I don't know if you're gonna know. Um, well, why does black people do that? Why? Is, all of a sudden, I know you from now. I feel like you know everybody from Rock Hill because we probably um, do. My, my neo, um, Lauren Reese is from Rock Hill as well.
1: Lauren Reese, Lauren, I had to see her face. I had to see a face. It, if I she see has
0: locks too. She's the reason. Well, not the reason, but she was the influence behind locks because I went to her person. Wow, it's a small world.
1: Okay, small world, man. It's crazy. Well, I'm gonna let you have the rest of your night back. I know it's getting a little late. But again, I say thank you, Um, and then when the episode drops, I'll let you know. You'll see me tagging you and all that good stuff. So I can't wait for it to drop. It's going to be great, Um, and thank you again.
0: Yes, of course. Thank you so much. I apologize about the technical difficulties, but we
1: got through it. It was beautiful. I really
0: enjoyed myself.
1: All right. Thank you so much. You have a good one, okay? You too now. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.